Good morning, High Point Church Online. I'm Miriam. And I'm Catherine. And we're so glad to have you guys here this morning. Yeah, it's been a while. It has been a while. So long, I put on my mic on backwards at She first. did. It's okay, though. <laughs> it's great. We love to be able to have the opportunity to have you guys here. It's been a while. Anything new happening? I got a puppy. <gasps> she got a puppy. Her name is Chloe. Okay. And she is adorable. She's a Cocker Spaniel Labrador mix. Fun. Um, yeah, and it's been fun. Okay. It's like having another baby around. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, like she whines and cries uh -huh, like uh -huh. a baby. You Gotta know, love a new puppy. Potty training. Yep. We're it's working awesome. on that. But she is adorable and we love her. Love it. <laughs> Let us know if you guys have anything new that's been happening. I know fall break is next week. Yes. Let us know in the comments where are you going? What are you up to? What are you doing? I don't have fall break. <laughs> I have a baby, so school doesn't affect me yet. But we're excited to have you guys all here. Here at High Point, we say it all the time. We're serious about our fun. We love hearing about what you guys are up to. But we're also serious about our faith. So we're going to jump right in this morning. We're going to talk about our offering, our giving. At High Point Church, we fully believe that God has called us to be a giving church, to be a generous church. Yes. And so we invite you this morning, take the time to give, to be a part of what God is doing here. You can do that by texting HP info at 97,000. Yes, all the ways to give are available there. And we just say thank you in advance for helping just do what God is doing in the kingdom. So Miriam, do you mind praying for us? We're going to have a worship song and then we'll hear from Pastor Randy this morning. Heavenly Father, thank you for this opportunity to be here today and have our whole High Point family mm -hmm. online here to worship with us, to hear the word with us. Heavenly Father, we ask you, Lord, to bless Pastor Andy and his word that he's about to bring to us and that it may fill our souls and fill any empty spaces or, mm -hmm. you know, just touch us and be, <clears throat> make us a better person going forward, Heavenly Father. Yes. All this we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Lifeless hearts without your grace Light us up to see your goodness To rise and come to life again You won't leave us in the shadow Night alone, but morning comes. Like the dawn, you break the darkness. Your glory shining like the sun. You take a little fire and make it a Take a little fire and make it a roaring flame. Light our hearts up like a furnace burning for your name. You burn bright, so we burn bright. Shine within these broken Place. By a spirit, 
Welcome back. Oh, it was great to have that moment of worship with you. My name is Andy. I'm the lead pastor here at High Point. Uh, and if you're just jumping onto the stream, just tuning in, uh, we're so happy to have you here. We're thrilled to be able to gather online today. It is the first, or it, it is uh, here in Atlanta. We live in Cobb County. And, and so uh, we have service online today uh, as it's the first day, I guess, technically of our winter break. And um, so we made the decision to, to worship online today, and we're thrilled uh, to get to do that with you today. Let me ask you a question. Uh, what are some words that you used back in the day? Uh, maybe phrases that you had, you know, that, that you used to say. Uh, maybe you grew up in the 80s like me, right? And there were things that people just, people used to say. Um, if you grew up in the 90s, there were things that people said. I, I grew up, I was in the era of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, right? And the turtles coined many things. Uh, even though people maybe didn't say this, it was written, it was on t-shirts, you know, Cowabunga Man, Cowabunga Dude, if you, if you remember, right? There were things that people said in the 80s. People used to say, man, that's rad. You know, rad was like a thing. Um, even, even the word cool. Nowadays, there's a little phrase that people say. They say, cool, cool. Two cools, right? Cool, cool. 
right? When I was growing up in the 80s, it was just, man, that's cool. That's cool, bro. That's cool, man, right? We, we used to just say things. Maybe that is Andy in my nice little suburban uh, life. Maybe that's very different than yours. But here's something else that we used to say. The word totally, like totally. I cannot tell you how many times I said that, and sometimes even now, still say the word totally. Sometimes we abbreviate it to totes, right? Uh, there are things that we just say and we do. Like totally, it is the name of the message uh, today. And back in the day, you would say like totally to, to embody you know, the, the, the fullness of something. You know, if somebody said like, hey man, was the pizza good? Like totally, as in like, it was fully awesome. There wasn't any part of it that wasn't amazing. It was complete. It was whole. It was total, like totally. And today, what we're going to get into is a moment where God moves in such a way that is like totally awesome. But more than awesome, it's complete, it's whole, it's full. And I'm going to propose attention to you right now that I hope and aim to kind of preach us through and get us into the Bible on. And that's that many times we, we, we kind of relegate God, right, to certain areas of our life. Uh, we experience him in, you know, the, the, over here and over here but we kind of leave him out over here. Sometimes that's intentional, sometimes it's not, but we serve a God who wants to move completely in our lives, as in like totally. You guys ready? We're gonna get into the text today. Turn to Acts chapter three. Father, be with us. Um, I pray that as we stream uh, today together, as we stream the service together, that you would move powerfully in our midst and wherever we're watching from, whenever we're watching from, move in our hearts. Amen. Here we are in Acts chapter 3. The setting is with Peter and John, two of the apostles. Jesus has uh, already ended his ministry. He's been nailed to a cross. He died. Uh, he rose from the grave. And so this is where we find ourselves. The early church has, is, is, has been birthed, right? And so ministry is taking place. And, and the, I mean, there's just, there's activity. There's action taking place. So here we are, Acts chapter three. Now, Peter and John were going up to the temple at the hour of prayer, the ninth hour. And a man lame from birth was being carried whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple that's called Beautiful. And he was laid there, and, and this is where he would ask for alms, alms of those entering the temple. Seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, he asked to receive alms. Okay, so this is, this is the setting. Peter and John are on their way to prayer, and they're like good, faithful followers of God. They're on their way to the temple, right? It's, it's temple time. It's praying time. Right, and so they're going, and the entrance to the temple, there's a gate to the entrance to the temple, entrance to the church, so to speak. And that gate is called Beautiful, with a capital B. And there's a guy that gets laid out, and he gets laid out there nearly every single day, 
and he begs for alms for people to give him money. And, 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 and this is a, a smart move. I mean, in one breath, he's been, he has been lame since birth. So try to even fathom that. It's hard to wrap your head around it in this moment, what this would have been like at that time in human history. But he's got some kind of friends or a ministry or a group or somebody, something. He's able to get out and he asks for money because these are, these are God people, right? These are, these are good Jewish people trying to follow God. Surely they would be generous. And this is how he got through. Okay? Verse 4. Peter directed his gaze at him, as did John and said, look at us. And he fixed his attention on them, expecting to receive something from them. But Peter said, I have no silver and I have no gold, but what I do have, I give to you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And he took him by the right hand and raised him up, and immediately his feet and his ankles were made strong. It's an amazing miracle that takes place. I, I can't fathom the emotion in this, in this one, in this moment. There's so many angles and so many things to preach in this text as well. So many little things. But understand that, that this man who's been lame from birth, He's begging, and he's probably doing like the general call for somebody to help him, which is why there's a unique, you know, centering in on Peter and John actually looking at him, because he's probably, you know, he's got his cup or, you know, whatever it is, he's, he's, he's making some kind of noise and, he, you know, alms for the poor, you know, he's making the call, and to, to anybody who would hear, anybody within earshot, you know, that would, that would be able to, to, to make a difference for him. And so Peter and John, as they're walking by, they see him, they hear him, and there's something that happens inside of them. The Holy Spirit is at work, and there's movement, and, and there's just a, there, there's a faith that rises up in them. They sense God doing something here, or that he wants to do something here. And so they lean into the moment, and they say, excuse me, you know, uh, Look at us. Look at, look at me. I don't have money in this moment. But what I do have, I'm going to give to you. I have Jesus. I have the Holy Spirit alive and at work inside of my heart. My paraphrase. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, you, sir, rise up and walk. Be healed. And then they grab him by the arms, or, or, or maybe grab is too strong of a language, but they, 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 they join him, right? They, 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 they provide some measure of support to him, and they get him to his feet. And I, I love the picture that we see of this particular miracle, because it isn't until that, that Peter and John are on either side of this man helping him to his feet that strength also begins to return to his ankles and his feet. It is both, it is both faith, it is both prayer, and it is also both support that's that's happening. And when we see all of these things combined, strength returns to this man's feet. Strength to this man's 
ankles. And it's a bona fide, total miracle. Was he healed? Like, totally. (laughs) Not a little bit. All the way. When I, this was a long time ago. Um, <laughs> there, was this, there was this thing, right? That, that, I don't know if it's still popular or people still do this. If, if you hear what I'm doing, please don't do this, right? If you're somebody that is of faith. But, you know, I, I remember coming out of the doctor's office one time. And when you go to the doctor's office, guess what? It's expensive, right? Going to the doctor is costly. And I saw a $20 bill, right? That was, that my tire had kind of rolled over and it was just barely tucked right underneath my tire. And it was 20 bucks. And so when you find $20 sitting outside, I mean, come on somebody, your day just got changed. And, and I, I reached out and I pick up the $20 bill and it, it was, it was, it was halvesies. It was folded in half. And when I pulled it out and I unfolded it, it wasn't actually a $20 bill. Only half of it was a $20 bill. And on the other half of it was a church invitation, right? And the church invite literally was quoting this verse right? I don't have money or gold and silver I don't have, but what I do have is an invitation to church, right? And woohoo! As if that's supposed to get me amped in this moment when I thought I was going to get 20 bucks. It actually made me not want to go to that church. Please don't, please don't do that to people, right? The good news is the good news. Let your church be awesome, right? And let it stand on that. Don't use some gimmicky $20 bill, you know, to to get somebody to your church or your ministry thing. I say this to say, because there's a unique tension that's taking place here. And and we feel feel this even in our own 2023 version of it, you know, where, where nowadays sometimes we hide behind prayer, right? Peter and John are operating in the fullness of faith, but yet also as they pray and believe for a miracle, they get up in this guy's business, right? And they're hoisting him to his feet. It's both prayer and faith and actually rolling up their sleeves and getting involved in some degree in this guy's life. But for many, for many of us, we kind of divide these two things. And it's like, I'll, I'll give money to it, but and we remove the spiritual component, right? And there's no faith, there's no prayer. I'm just gonna write a check and be done. Or it's like, I'm going to pray and I'm just going to pray for God to move. But but the reality is what you also need to do is, is roll up your sleeves and sacrifice for somebody. You need to be able to give or you need to get involved in their life in such a way where you're literally helping them get to their feet. It costs you something. It's not just one or the other. It's both. And when God's people will step into this and be this and let God use us in such a way, it's amazing how the power of God moves. Moving on. Verse 8. Leaping up, he stood and he began to walk. 
and entered the temple with them. So Peter and John are on the way to prayer. This man gets healed, gets up, and begins to walk with them. And as he's entering the temple, he's walking, and now walking turns to leaping. And he's jumping and dancing and praising God. How many of us would look at at someone's response to God moving in their life, and, and we would almost want to shut it down. It's too awkward. It's almost a little embarrassing. You're making me feel uncomfortable here, right? And yet, here's this guy, and God has done something extraordinary, and he walks in with Peter and John, and he's, he's walking, and then he's leaping. He's praising. Why? Because look what God has done. Look what God has done. I am healed. I'm changed. I'm different. Like a little bit? No, 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 no. Like totally, completely whole. All the people saw him walking and praising God, and they recognized him as the one who sat at the beautiful gate of the temple asking for alms. And they were filled with wonder and amazement at what had happened to him. I love this story. And as a pastor, I wouldn't be pastoring if I didn't love the local church. I love the church, being a part of the body and getting to teach and preach and God's people, learning to really be God's people. I love it. I'm passionate about it. Surprise right? I also love the tension that is in this story that sometimes we miss. And that's that all of these people, all of these God-following people, they recognize this man. They know him because they walk past him every single day. And where do they walk past him? On their way to church, to the temple. And the temple is where God's presence dwells with his people. And this man is sitting outside the gate in front of the temple, and the gate is called beautiful. And so you have, you have a crippled man. And yet what the bigger picture of this story is that it's not, it's not just about crippled legs. It's about crippled faith. It's about a faith that is not working. And while we're not going to get into all of it today, what what gets the, the religious community and the Pharisees and scribes and teachers of the law so angry in this moment, right? As a man is literally healed. It's that, it's that this didn't happen on their watch. This didn't happen through the ministry that they had prescribed. They're supposed to be the ones who are leading the church, the temple, in such a way where this kind of ministry is taking place. This is what life in God's kingdom is supposed to look like. And yet we've got a body of people going to worship, going to pray, going to encounter God, and the very things that we're supposed to experience in this relationship with God and the community of God isn't being 
experienced. You've got a man who isn't asking. He's not. He's asking for money. He's not asking to be healed. He's just asking for cash. So he's not even asking. He's got no faith. And then you have the people walking right past him. So you've got people who aren't offering. Uh, you've, got, you've got people who aren't. You've got a person that's not asking, and you have people who aren't offering. And they're both missing what God wants to do. We miss out on the complete healing, the total, and I put it in quotes, miracle of what God is doing. Because many times we only want God to show up at certain times and in certain ways. We love God showing up when it works for us and when it's convenient for us or when we're desperate enough to ask God. But all the things in between, many times it's, it's you know, I'm good. I got my rhythm down. I kind of go to church and I do my thing. I, I go to temple and, I, and I've got it down. And yet God is wanting us to see with the eyes of faith. He's wanting us to ask with eyes of faith. We want to be expectant for God to move. And, and, and we want to be expectant for God to move in our lives and through our lives. It's a both and equation. But oftentimes we relegate God to certain parts of our lives. So what happens in this story? Verse 11. While he clung to Peter and John, all the people utterly astounded, they ran together. So you've got a crowd of people running. And they run to the portico called Solomon's. And when Peter saw it, he addressed the people, men of Israel, why do you wonder at this? Or why do you stare at us? as though by our own power or piety we have made him walk. The God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob, the God of our fathers, glorified his servant Jesus, whom you delivered over and denied in the presence of Pilate when he had decided to release him. But you denied the holy and righteous one and asked for a murderer to be granted to you, and you killed the author of life, whom God raised from the dead, to this we are witnesses. Okay, you got to love what Peter is doing here because he's connecting this miracle. He's saying, hey, you guys, why are you looking at us as if we did this? Now, if you saw a miracle like that, don't you think it would be a normative response to be like, how did you do that? Like, wouldn't that be your normal response? Like, bro, how did this happen? How did you do that? What'd you pray? What verse did you quote? Like, what did you do? And Peter is saying, why are you looking at us as if, as if we had anything to do with this? He puts it back on them. And, and I always find this convicting in this moment because what Peter is, is getting at here, and then as he, as he connects it to the God of Abraham, Isaac and Jacob, the Old Testament. He was helping them understand that the same God that just moved right here is the same God that was moving back then. And by the way, everything in between is also, it's being held together by this same God. And, and as you follow him, why are you surprised? that this happened. This should be the normative 
overflow of following God and being part of his kingdom. Why are you surprised, man? Like, what? Why are you shocked? I didn't do this. This is, what it, this is what it looks like to be in relationship with God. Verse 16. By faith in his name, Jesus, he has made this man strong whom you see and know, and the faith that is through Jesus has given the man this perfect health. Key in on that. Perfect health in the presence of you all. This word right here is used only one time in the entire Bible. This perfect health that's being described. This man is, is restored, renewed, made whole. And, and it's perfect health. Your translation, it might use the word completely healed. It might use uh, perfect health, a complete soundness, perfect health and complete wholeness. This is a medical term. But the term here is, is that it is a, it is a healing of totality. In other words, it's not just his legs that are healed in this moment. This man's whole body, heart, mind, and soul have been healed. God has, is, is moving in his life in totality. Like a little bit? No, no, no. Like totally. Total healing, complete soundness. And as we get back to the big idea that I mentioned, that many times we relegate God to working and moving in certain ways. All of these people are walking past this guy on the way into the temple because inside the temple, well, that's where God moves. God, you know, he shows up in the sermon and he shows up, you know, in the worship. And I kind of have this little hour of power on a Sunday. And that's kind of my God moment for God to do, for God to show up, and then I leave, and then I, I'm back to my normal life doing normal things. But I'm not experiencing the power of real relationship with God and walking and being part of his kingdom in the day in and day out of, of my life. And that is part of the miracle of this story, is that this man is restored to total health. In other words, God is moving totally in his life. The totality from, from the floor on up, the full measure of this man has been changed. You cannot, you can't, you can't put God in a box. We can't contain him. We can't slice, you know, his presence up to an hour here at Life Group or this or that. He wants everything. And he gets everything. He's asking for everything. See, there's a lot of there's a lot of being crippled in this story. It's a man with crippled legs who God heals. But just as significant is a people with crippled faith. That's just not working. And it's not doing what it's supposed to be doing. Getting all the way back to the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. God of the Old Testament that's also the God of the New Testament. In Deuteronomy 6, chapter 6, verse 4, 
Moses is speaking to Israel. He says, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength. These commandments that I give you today are to be on your hearts. Is it part of your heart? No, it's all of it. Is the peace of your soul? No, it's all of it. Is it a portion of your mind? No, it's all of it. Is it a percentage of your strength? Also, no, it's all of it. It's everything, as in like totally. And here's what's amazing. God initiates this while we were still sinners, the Bible says. God sent his son, Jesus. In other words, Jesus sacrificed himself. The totality of his life he gave for you and me long before we ever contributed anything to the equation. So we don't offer our life to him out of obligatory duty or somehow earning something. Our life of devotion to Him, our life of worship to Him, our life of going to the temple, right, of, 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 of temple time and prayer and, and seeing the crippled man and doing something about it and praying and supporting him and helping him to his feet. All of these things, the totality of your life is not something that you do to earn something from God. We do it out of response to God because who he is and what he's done for us. We love him with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength. This God sent his son, Jesus. And Jesus offers complete wholeness through faith in his name. And our response is a complete life given back to him. He offers total healing, salvation. And we offer total worship because he deserves it. Like, totally. Heart, soul, mind, and strength. My invitation to you today, wherever you're watching from, is to give him everything. Let him heal you completely. Let him bring you to a place of salvation completely, totally, and that you would be engaged in worship and his kingdom totally as well. It's both and. Let's pray. Father, thank you for this time. Lord, we thank you for the account of, of a crippled man being healed. And we thank you, Lord, for, for people with crippled faith being healed as well. And even though we didn't read the text, Lord, I, I, I thank you that even in the account, we see thousands of people beginning to put their faith in Jesus. They're not just, it's not just a, a story of a man's legs being healed. It, it, it's a story of faith being healed as well, being healed on the outside and being healed on the inside. There's all kinds of healing taking place because you are a God that totally heals. You change us completely. And God, I pray that you would do that for us. 
right where we are. If you're watching today and you haven't really put your faith in Jesus or you, you've kind of had one foot in and one foot out and you, you just know like, mm, that's me in this equation, right? I'm not expectant for God to move and, and, and I'm, not, I'm not asking, I'm not doing, I'm, not, I'm just not there. Give him everything today. Say, Jesus, I thank you that you are worthy of everything, my heart, soul, mind, and strength. And today I give you 100% of that. You have my life. Move. Move in my heart. Amen. If you're watching today and you're putting your faith in Jesus or you need Jesus to move in your life, maybe you need healing of some kind. Here's what I want to invite you to do. Uh, you can obviously write it in the comment section right now on YouTube, um, you know, in, in the chat. Um, but, but what might even be just as helpful is a slide that comes up that you can email the church, you can contact the church, and one of our volunteers or a team member I will reach out to you. And we want to come alongside you like Peter and John on either side and help you to your feet. Amen. Have a great week. See you next Sunday. Thank you, Pastor Andy, for that great message this morning. So before we all wrap it up, we've got a few quick announcements mm -hmm. we want to share with you guys. We have on March 11th, a men's movie night. I think they're doing dinner and a movie. Gonna hang out, have fellowship, hang out together. It'll be a great time. So register by texting HVINFO to 97,000. <laughs> and you can be a part of what, what the guys are doing. Yeah. And then the next day, um, on Sunday, March 12th, mm -hmm. which is going to be daylight savings time. Oh, We're yes. going to spring forward, yes. but to make it Good day. A good, a good day. incentive. A We're good day. giving you an incentive. We are having donuts <laughs> that morning, <laughs> uh, March 12th. So mm -hmm. come on in. Yeah. You know, service will be all on in person. In person at 10:30. Yes. Um, so just get there a little early to grab a donut. Grab some donuts. <laughs> and next week we are back in person. That'll be February 26th. We'll have an amazing message ready for you guys. We'll be so excited to see you all again. All right. Until then, we'll see you next week. Have a good day. Bye, guys.